0: In a given month, over
2: 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. This seems like so hot takey, but if I'm, if I'm Lamar, and clearly he's okay with like taking a taking the big risk on himself, betting on himself, whatever, being, you know, kind of playing fast and loose with the contract situation. I would, I would definitely try to hold Baltimore over the barrel a little bit. There's only so much that you can do, right? Because they have the franchise tag and they control your rights and all that type of stuff. But I would definitely be like, look, I'm not showing up until you show some kind of commitment to, to, Making to building a different offense around me. I don't know if I, I don't know how, what Lamar thinks about the fact that they run out the goofiest wide receiver room in the <laughs> NFL Um or, you know, their, the, the design yeah. of their passing offense is so stale and the whole Greg Roman thing. I'm not trying to sit here and be like, we got to get Greg Roman fired and then all their problems are solved. I think I think Lamar certainly is not blameless and in, in the dysfunction of the Ravens offense at times or the, or the inefficiency of the Ravens passing offense at times. But I'm just saying if I'm Lamar and you're to your point, look at what this offense looks like without him. I mean, it wasn't that great with him and now it's like XFL caliber without him. I would at least think about in the offseason trying to really swing it around and be like, Hey buddy, I'm, uh, you know, John Harbaugh, Eric DaCosta, Steve Bishotti. I'm not taking one snap. In practice, I'm not showing up one day before week one. I will go. I'll, he'll, I'll go full Aaron Rodgers, you know, um, <laughs> unless you show a commitment to building a real modern NFL offense. Their stuff is is was great to it's just like with Greg Roman with Colin Kaepernick, right? Like yep. it was great to get him off the ground. And I think Kaepernick stalled out as a player. It's a whole other thing we can relitigate, But like I think Kaepernick stalled as a player. I don't think Lamar stalled out as a player. But this offense is absolutely stalled out and which it always does with greg roman
1: well i think i think the greg roman offense is really good if you actually have a a roster that's constructed like this that's bereft of a lot of playmakers actually i think he does a great job getting the most out of a, a below average offense and making them more league average but if you want to take that next step to your point can they then elevate their games? And it's like, yeah, I don't think like, <laughs> I don't think Greg Roman's that dude. You know, I don't think Greg Roman's ever gonna have an offense that's scoring, you know, 28, 29, 30 points a game. I just don't I just don't see it. Um yeah. but I think he has done a good job, you know, kind of guys outperforming their talent level. Um, you know, on 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 the our direct TV show that I do. I was, I was bringing this up that like Baltimore needs to go in and I thought they failed this off season because they didn't get enough pass catchers. And, and, you know, the counter argument to that from my co-hosts were, well, I mean, can you really blame Baltimore because they drafted Marquise Brown and then they drafted, uh, they spent the high draft pick on Rashad Bateman. Isn't that enough? And I'm like, no, it's not because you can have marquee guys you can have the Hollywood Browns and the Rashad Batemans, but that's not what an offense that's not what a good offense looks like. Yeah. A good offense features has a feature uh, wide receiver and then good complementary pieces as Mm. well. And those are the guys that you find in the third, fourth, fifth round veterans that you bring in complimentary pieces that you can kind of sort of, you know, just you throw it all in there. And then when you mix it all up and then, you know, you have Lamar as the, as the, the, the straw that stirs the drink, that's when you get a good offense. You can't just be a a one-off pick in the first round. Like that's not what a good offense makes. You know what I mean?
2: No, I think you're right about that. And you know, to your point, like, I think this is perfectly representative. I, I have said all along that Rashad Bateman was a huge difference maker, and they were counting on him to not just stay healthy, which he didn't do, but also to take like, to take the next step and be a legit alpha receiver, which I think he's capable of. I think he was showing signs of that in the first three weeks. But still, you go back to weeks one through three in the season, um, DeMarcus Robinson's running around on 44% of the dropbacks. You know, this is not like DeMarcus Robinson has popped up lately after the Rashad Bateman injury. DeMarcus yeah. Robinson was a guy – that they took off the street when the Raiders cut him, you know, I mean, Devin DuVernay is running around on 56 or 50, 58% of the dropbacks in the first three weeks of the season. Devin DuVernay is like clearly a specialty player. So, so to your point, like they have two top guys there in Andrews and Bateman, but you know, Bateman still is as much as I like him as an was an unproven player like we didn't know where his ceiling or floor was as a clear cut wide receiver one coming to the season again, I agree with the Ravens I also would have bet on the talent, but let's say he got hurt like he did get hurt and now yeah. look at what we're dealing with here you know so yeah right. your point is extremely well taken that it's but i i do think there's something to not necessarily Lamar like I think guys would probably want to play with lamar but Do they really want to, like veteran receivers? Do they really want to go, like, and not veterans like Demarcus Robinson, who are like, shoot, I got cut in the offseason. I got to sign. Who who wants me? Uh, But, like, guys that aren't on the fringes of their career, guys who are trying to, you know, make money, make second, you know, second contracts, third contracts, whatever. Do they want to go to Baltimore where they're so conservative and so run heavy that you're probably never going to put up big numbers? I think that's a question, too.
1: I think, I think that's a, a great point that you're making. And I think when you look at Jalen hurts now, right. Where you're like, okay, this, this guy clearly n- developed as a passer, uh, but obviously was known mostly as a primarily a running quarterback. They were running a run heavy system there in Philadelphia, but then they opened it up. Right. And now guys like Devonte Smith, AJ Brown, they're, they're collecting hundred yard games on the regular. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, you're right. They can alter this a bit. Um, and still have the legs of Lamar Jackson be a weapon for them, but not, that's not the focal point of their offense. I, and I think that's a really good point, um, uh, that you're making there that
2: it's Baltimore needs to make a schematic with change. Josh Allen. It's the same thing with Josh Allen and Buffalo where mm-hmm. players aren't as dumb as fans can be sometimes where it's like, I mean, again, I, I, Go pull up the tweets, you know AJ Brown at draft night. Like I'm getting all excited, but it's like all the replies are too bad. His quarterback's a running back. Too bad he doesn't have a quarterback. Too bad his quarterback can't throw. And obviously now we're talking about Jalen Hurts. What a massive loss this is. He's an MVP candidate. Um, right. you know, just that's bo that's bozo stuff. Same thing with like when I talk to Steph Diggs this offseason, he's like. I remember the things that they were saying to me about Josh Allen, you know, and like how much I was going to hate playing with Josh Allen because he's so inaccurate, all that. And like, they're the best quarterback wide receiver duo in the NFL by a lot right now. Yeah. Um, right. So their players have more of an imagination about that stuff. And, and, and the way that these guys like, yeah, I'm sure AJ Brown looks at Jalen hurts. And he's like, yeah, I can get in there and I can, I'll show everybody how good he is. Cause I'm not Jalen Rager, by the way, Jalen Rager, bro. <laughs> How about that on? How about that against the Colts? How about that? That was tough. Um, Jalen, like I'm not Jalen Rager on the other end of those passes. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make Jalen Hurts look good. I'm sure there's plenty of veteran receivers that would be like, yeah, I, no, Lamar's a gamer. Like Lamar's a baller. I, I would love to play with him. Uh, they don't. Let me tell you what. There's not a bunch of wide receivers out there being like, oh, pretty good for a running back or whatever. Um, I think there's a lot. There would be a lot of excitement about that. But I think they see the the offense, and that might be that might be a limiting factor because um, unlike with what the Eagles did with Jalen Hurts last year, this is not a coaching staff in Philadelphia, Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen, that had for years put – this is Greg Roman's third stop as an offensive coordinator. Like, people, we know what the Greg Roman offense is. So, right. I don't know. Just a, just a thought that like I, – I feel like the Ravens are at this point if I was if I was a better podcaster, I would have said this at the top when we were talking about this and not completely derailed us. But um, <laughs> I, I do think uh, I just think it's like, can the Ravens really just go into next year like franchise Lamar and be like, hey, we're running all back next year. Same type of stuff. Let's just hope everybody stays healthy. I feel like that's like the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over and yeah. over again since 2018 and expecting different results.
1: No, you're right. Um, I think you're 100% right. I, and even if they bring in another voice, um, like a passing game coordinator or something, you know, to kind of just mix it up a little bit, maybe challenge Greg Roman um, in that coaching room. And, it, and if that's too disruptive, then just move on from Greg Roman. I mean, come on, dude. Like, you guys have had – you you've you've given this guy enough years to make it work, and obviously it is not working. Um, by the way, Tyreek Hill is another guy uh, where – he he has that mentality of like, nah, I'm yeah. gonna go in it and make my quarterback better. You know what I
2: mean? Uh, yeah. How about all the things he said the saucy to the point I where know. I was like, Tyreek, maybe maybe dial it back a little. You know, pal. Maybe don't. 100%. Have you ever heard of what did 100%. I think? I said it on this show. No. Have you ever heard of the phrase um, under promise and over deliver? Uh, yep. to, nope. to be fair to him, though, they pretty much have delivered on their uh, yes. on all of Tyree Kill's promise. I wouldn't say that. Um, I, well, then I don't know by some you know metrics. Uh, I mean, Tua has been like number one in EPA per dropback for you know it's a vi- variety of different metrics. <laughs> he's been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the NFL, th- obviously right. thanks to the players he's playing with. But that's the point, right? Like, it's a little bit of both. Uh, people are wrong about Tua, but also like and just same thing with Jalen Hurts. People are wrong about Jalen Hurts, but getting a superstar wide receiver helps. I'm sure you know for for the Ravens and and these guys. Like it it really comes back to your point of like okay. You just can't be like a joke at wide receiver two through five. Uh, Even if you Mm -hmm. have a guy and you feel really good about it. One, you can't look at Philadelphia. They have a great, great 1B receiver in Devontae Smith. Look at Miami, a potential 1B receiver in Jalen Waddle. You can't be like, well, we'll have this guy, but wide receiver two, shoot, just pick some goofball up off the street. We're mostly going to have him run block anyways. (laughs)
1: I mean, and and it's not even like Rashad Bateman's on the level of AJ Brown or Tyreek Hill for God's sake. No, you know? yeah, like, you'd be lucky man. if he was. Yeah, yeah, you'd
2: be, you'd be f- doing backflips and. Yeah, I, I don't even think he would be that. In this, even if I love, I and I do still love Rashad Bateman. I, and I like what I saw out of him in the first three weeks of the season. Um, but his but ceiling still, is not he, Tyreek
1: Hill. You know, come on,
2: no, no, and if he was even even if he was AJ Brown good, if he was ever going to be AJ Brown good, he wouldn't be that by the end of his second season. That's outrageous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the dolphins um, we came into last week wondering, okay, this is a week against Buffalo. Uh, I don't want to say it's make or break, but from a narrative standpoint, they had to show something after back to back weeks of looking like absolute dog water offensively. Now against Buffalo, they did open it up a little bit. And they I tell you what, they look pretty good
2: against a really solid defense in Buffalo um, uh, on the road in weather too. Yeah. On the road in weather. And you know, it's fun, kind of funny, James. I think that I came out of this game feeling better about both teams. Um, I felt good about I'm Josh Allen, dude. I, I I just love I just love Josh Allen. I love watching him play. I love, he's so he just plays like a psychopath, okay? And that's that's yep. fun to watch, you know? That's that he just gives gives no dams about anything going on. It's it's a great it's great stuff. But I felt better about their offense which I had a lot of questions about. I felt better about um I mean the defense I think is is still a good unit um but I felt really good particularly about Miami um because this was I think a pretty big adjustment for them. Um, this was not the, the same sort of stuff that we saw in the early part of the season. They didn't have those same, like that one RPO play that they have, uh, you know, the the big wheel route RPO play with the intermediate or with the deep dig stuff like that. It wasn't all that same stuff. A lot of it was, you know, the big play to Jalen Waddle came on a long pass outside the numbers. I thought that was impressive adjustment from Tua, but also Mike McDaniel, like, recommitting to the running game was like, you know, if you told me that Raheem Mostert was going to have this big game on the road in a weather contest, like I would have thought, you know, well, well, November me would have been like, no, that's not what Miami is doing. That's there and fling it all over the yard zone coverage, beating stuff like that. But if you said that to August me, I'd probably be like, yeah, of course. That's what Mike McDaniel run game coordinator coming from San Francisco. That's what he would have done. So, I came came away from this game thinking like that was another good feather in Mike McDaniel's hat to you know bust out that running game and almost debut the offense that I thought this team was going to have um, taking deep shots on play action and real physical run game stuff as opposed to uh, as opposed to what we got in the first few weeks of the season.
1: You know, um, I think what we saw those two weeks where Miami's offense was struggling. You had brought this up that you know defense were like you know what man we're going to play man to man we're going to do a little press um, at the line and we saw a lot of press coverage uh, in this Buffalo game as well. I don't know if from a schematic standpoint, Matt, that I don't necessarily know if I if I buy that they made some big adjustments. What I think is that the players made some adjustments, and I think from an individual yeah. standpoint, I think Tyree Kill and I think Jalen Waddle made an adjustment of like, yo, if we're getting pressed. We have to burn these guys like straight up. Um, And sometimes football just comes down to that. Just beat the guy in front of you. Right. And I felt like from a I felt like from a performance standpoint, they didn't really let the DBs put hands on them. Um, You know, Jalen Waddell had that one long. uh, Was it a touchdown or just a long uh, catch? But either way, um, it was broken coverage. Right, like he found the seam, and then found a found a little spot, soft spot where the the safety completely misread the situation and and waddles up and out of there. Right, so I felt like they still made individual plays to help the to help lift the offense, which is again, it's not like a I love look, I love what Mike McDaniel is doing, I, and I'm not trying to take away from that. I, all I'm saying is that from a schematic standpoint, I personally don't feel like Miami took some huge leap or some big adjustment I just felt like man Tyreek and Jalen Waddle
2: are that damn good yeah the only thing I'll say um you know from like the passing standpoint I think I agree with you that like we said on the show it's not that Tyreek Hill can't beat press man coverage and Jalen Waddle can't beat press man coverage it's what where are you going to send those guys from a route perspective and I think that not only did you know, Mike McDaniel, because this was the thing in the Chargers uh, game, still, still, despite the fact that the Chargers were clearly clouding that middle of the field, clearly closing the middle of the field, most of the inbreaking routes were still Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. The outbreaking routes uh, were guys like Trent Sherfield, guys like, uh, you know, Mike Mike Gasecki, stuff like that. And two mm-hmm. is not gonna like of, I, I shoot. I don't blame him. where's where's ten? Where's seventeen? That's read one and read two on every single play. and right. then are you but and then at the same time though, when those outside the number throws are there, are you gonna take them? Are you gonna you know put your big boy pants on and try to rip that thing outside the numbers, stuff like that? And in this Buffalo game in week 15, he did. He threw 17 passes outside the numbers um, and he was 8.7 adjusted yards per attempt. Like that's, that's pretty good stuff, especially throwing to the right sideline, 10.1 adjusted yards per attempt on outside the number throws uh, to the right. Like that's good. Again, that's great stuff. That's improvement. So yeah, obviously I do think it's a player thing. Of course, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle for sure. But it's like, all right the guys that we're going to send on the outbreaking routes and beat these like middle of the, like get out of the middle of the field. Let's put our best players there. And that I do think comes back to coaching that I do think comes back to Mike McDaniel, adjusting the offense to you, you want, you don't want to lose the potency, right? You don't want to lose mm-hmm. Waddle and, and Tyreek. So send some other go send Trent Sherfield over the middle of the field, you know, whatever. And, and if those plays yeah. are there, you know, to a, let it rip, but if not find, 10 and 17 outside the numbers, and I think they did a good job of that in this uh, in this game. And this is a defense that uh, Tredavious White definitely got taken advantage of a few times in this game. He doesn't look 100%, uh, which is not no. surprising. He's another late-season ACL guy. Um, mm-hmm. But this is a good defense overall, a defensive unit that we expect. So for Tua and these guys to come out and, and have this big game, I thought was impressive.
1: All right, so we're moving on, man. Hey, a little bit of a longer podcast, but that's all good. Uh, great conversations here. And I, I actually am really looking forward to, uh, to having the Zay Jones conversation in a couple of a uh, couple of days here, uh, Matt Harmon is going to do the hard work and and I'm just going to ask the hard questions. That's all. That's all we're going to do. We're going to talk about Zay Jones. We're going to talk about some other players as well. And of course, we'll try to provide uh, some fantasy analysis, some deep sleepers here for you um, as we approach the second week of the fantasy playoffs. But uh, we move on. Go to receptionperception.com if you want to see you know some matchup data. If you want to see, of course. Uh, in-depth breakdown of what matt is doing as well that would be wonderful and if you could like and subscribe to the podcast as well if you're just catching us on the news that would be awesome too for matt Harmon, i'm james Gill. This, is-
0: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,